Hi, I'm Jeff Miller. I'm Anthony Navarro, and welcome to Talk Out Loud, where we share the LGBTQIA narrative one story at a time. On this episode of Talk Out Loud, Akeem Woods shares what it's like to be a gay Black man who's a stand-up comedian. Los Angeles is home, but his joy is being out on tour, making people laugh across the country. Akeem tells us what it's like performing his act in small towns and what he's learned being on the road. You might be surprised on where his favorite cities are to perform at. Let's hear Akeem's story. Akeem, thank you so much for coming over today and uh, definitely for bringing the Golden Girls with you as well, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of my best friends just bought me this shirt yesterday. It's super cute. Yeah, I love it. I have a cute beanie as well, but it hasn't you have came a Golden Girls beanie. I do, but it hasn't came in the mail yet. It's red. I ordered it on Amazon, but it won't be here till next week. Oh, I love it. I yeah. guess it's not a, it considered an a, considered an essential item right now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it is essential for me, but right for the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. Amazon says you have to wait mm-hmm. a week, so we'll see what happens. So, what have you been doing with your time now? Uh, with my time, I've been trying to be productive, but most days I am not. Uh, I've been trying to write more. I've been doing a lot of online content. Like I've been doing uh, some videos. I've done a lot of Zoom shows, um, trying to create more of a social media content. But I I hate, I really hate social media. And I know I'm not supposed <laughs> to say that, but it's never been my thing. I love live performance. I love like performing stand-up, obviously. But I don't like, I don't, I just, it just feels disingenuine when you do it, like when you make videos or whatever. It just all seems disingenuine. But I'm trying to get out of my head and still do it because obviously that's like the only thing that we can do right now is do that. So I've been writing sketches and filming online content and trying to be like relevant and productive as I can be uh, while hating every moment of it. <laughs> is it? Sorry, is, do you miss, is it like part of it because of there's no connection with the audience? Yeah, like that's the whole reason why I, I love stand-up so much because it's the only art form that I feel like it's instinct. Like, you know if a joke is funny immediately. Right. You get on stage, you tell the joke. If they laugh, it's funny. If they don't, it's not. Right. It's like so simple. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's hard to do, but it, it's in the, in the form, it's simple. Right. And I've been doing it for almost 10 years now, and I just don't want to do anything else. Like, I worked for 10 years to be able to quit my job. I quit my job four years ago. I don't want to do anything else. Like I don't want to. Do, I, I I'm good. I'm doing okay with the social media stuff. And I had some videos that have gotten a lot of follow, a lot of followings, and a lot of likes and comments and views and all that shit. But that's not what I came to LA for. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So. Well, there's. I mean, there is something when you get that. Like it's like instant gratification. But then you're also like you're able to connect with people. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's how we. That's how we met you. We saw yeah, you yeah. in one of your shows. Yeah, so I miss that. I love traveling. I miss mm. touring. I, because I, I'm usually gone six months out of the year. Like I'm on the road like six months out of the year, sometimes seven. And I miss traveling. I miss, I miss flights. I miss all that stuff. I even miss like the terrible parts of traveling. I yeah. miss all that. Like, <laughs> like, like, like what? Random places like Indiana. Like I just, <laughs> that's like, where he's from. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not great, but I, I miss going to these places and meeting these people. And then, because like when when I get the tour, being an op- an openly gay black guy. When I get the tour, I'm like a lot of these first time people have ever seen anyone that's gay or black or both. So I get to meet a lot of people. And a lot of these times it's like I'm the first experience with it. Mm -hmm. And it's usually a good experience because I'm pretty good at my job. So I get to like connect with these people that would never, we would never hang out on on the streets. Like I wouldn't, like we, if, like, unless I'm in a show, 
like I was in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I did I did an hour there. It was, it was this was like two years ago, and that was my favorite tour. Was in that city, and it was such a small town city, and it was just a bunch of a room full of just really old white people, and they loved me, and we got along really well. And it's like they we never would have seen each other if it wasn't for me touring doing comedy because they just came to a bar to do, see a comedy show. Like they had no sure. idea who I was. They saw my name. Like okay, there's nothing else to do in this town. They have one theater. Let's all go see this guy. And then we ended up having a great time. Like I didn't expect much from them, and I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure they didn't expect anything from me. And we both ended up having like a. Great, they bought all my merchandise. I made a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. It was like a really, really dope time in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, which no, people have never heard of because sure. it's not a town that you. It's not a vacation point, right? Except for they did something in Titanic, like something was filmed there or something. Oh. I don't know. Something they have something to do with Titanic that they kept telling me about that I didn't care about, but <laughs> just kind of moved on. Yeah, with yeah. That but one. that's the part that I missed the most is like because you can't have that connection online. Like you yeah. can post something, a funny video, and someone will see it and comment like, "Oh my god, this is really funny." Yeah, but it's it's just not the same. It's close, but it's not the same. Yeah. That's interesting because the way, like the algorithms and stuff works, like it wants to suggest things. So it's almost homogenous. Yeah. Like you're seeing the same. So the fact that you get to have this experience with people that you normally not be with. Yeah. The internet really doesn't replicate that in the same fashion. At all. Because because most of the time, like as far as Facebook goes and, 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 uh, and Instagram, like most of the people who are following you, who you are following are all like minded people. Yeah. So like whenever you could post whatever view you want, but most of the time, for the most part, unless it goes viral or whatever, but most of the people who are viewing your content, they're already a fan of yours. So you're not, they're not seeing anything new. But right. when you go on the road and you tour these random places, like, like just these random Springfield, Illinois, like you just tour these really random cities. Those people would never go to see you, yeah. but you just happen to be in their town and there's nothing else for them to do. So they, walk into yeah. a bar and like, oh, okay, let's listen to this dude for an hour. It's so interesting because, you know, Anthony and I, the first time we saw you was at Gays R Us here in West Hollywood, which is yeah. it's all, an all LGBTQ cast, generally speaking, most evenings, yeah. uh, once a month. And when I've watched some of your videos um, on social where you've had clips recorded when you've been on the road, yeah. at least from what I think is, this appears to be like maybe a, a small town like that. I love, at first I'm almost kind of like, Kind of like clenching my teeth, like how's this going to go over? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. The yeah, juxtaposition, yeah. but I, I there's something so special about what you do in those situations um, that is different than when we're sitting here with all the you know people that are kind of expecting. Yeah. Right? So that's why I like doing. I like. I don't. I don't mind doing the gay shows because I get to see a bunch of my friends. Right. I love the comics that I work with, and I love seeing other gay comics because there's not a lot of us in the industry, unfortunately, especially gay comics of color. Like there's like seven of us. So like I like seeing it. I love working with them, but I'd rather I love working the road more because it's because it's like because then you know you not not necessarily change people's opinion, but you're interacting with people that you wouldn't that wouldn't have given you the time of day before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting because I, I think that uh, I'm a, in my experience uh, in my life, like my forms and thoughts are based on my encounters with people in real life. Yeah, and um, so when I'm laughing and having a good time with somebody. And maybe someone, maybe I'm hearing from, uh, maybe my, my fault has been like, oh, they're different than me, or uh, we don't have anything in common. Yeah. Um, there's something about like the humanity that takes place, like it's just like this interchange of intersection of, of life with each other. Um, yeah. That you're creating. It's, it's so interesting. This is why I love it so much. Is because like most people, especially in, especially in these in the in the Midwest and in the South and stuff like that, like they're so in the box. And all they see is like they see Fox News and then they see they see what the media what their outlets telling you. So they don't know how to they've never met 
another they never they're not friends with any black people they're not friends with any people of color yeah. or they're not friends with any gay people so all they have in their mindset is what the media tells them what gay black people are or what black people are or what gay people are so they only have this they have this set opinion on somebody and then when they see me and I do my regular my hour show and we interact and we're all laughing and we're all having a good time then afterwards it's like oh he's that's nothing like what the media said it was like we right. thought it would be this weird thing and it's like nah it's just so then people get to see that we're human and then that might change the mind subconsciously, even if it's not like a conscious thing, but like subconsciously that might be like, oh, okay, well maybe I should treat people differently because they're all people. In theory, that's what I like to think that's happening or at least they're nice to me. So they could be terrible as soon as I leave, but <laughs> in, that not. Yeah, in, that, in that moment, they're really nice to me. So I miss that part a lot. That's probably one of the things I miss most. And of course, the money was great. So yeah. <laughs> I, I do miss I do miss having a steady income or as steady as income as you can as a touring comic. Yeah. Are you have you been able to pivot at all right now with any other projects or with any other shows? So I've been trying. I've been working on like the online content. I've been doing a lot of online shows that have been paying well, and mm-hmm. I'm that not, well in comparison, I guess. And I've so I've merchandised that sell, so I've been doing that. Uh, me and my friend Mia, who bought me this dope ass uh, Golden Girls <laughs> jacket, uh, we've been trying to write. We've been trying to write a pilot together on and off, but we've both just been so busy. So now we're trying to focus more on that. Um, so there's a bunch of things I'm trying to focus on. Like my buddy, I've been doing like videos, yeah, and I'm trying to focus on a lot of stuff. But most of the day, but it's like it's hard to be productive when like the whole world's on fire. Yeah, so it's, that's definitely do, true. I just first. There's, I, mean, I can't be. I'm just starting to laugh right now just thinking about it. I, your uh, your hitch sticks video. Yeah, <laughs> I did that. That's I did that with uh, my buddy JB Ball. He he's he just released a series of music videos, and I'm in a few of those as well. Uh, that was fun. I didn't. I wasn't even gonna make that sketch, so I posted it. I posted the premise as a joke, and it got like a, it got like two hundred likes on Facebook, or whatever. And then JB saw it, loved it, and he called me, and he's like, "Yo, we should turn that into a sketch." I'm like, "Okay, I guess." And then the next day, he emailed me, and he was like, "Hey, this is my idea." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So then we sat down and we cha- I changed a bunch of stuff, and he's like, and we both just agreed on the format. And then we shot it. It was dope. It, it took us a while to shoot because we had to do social distancing. So we had to. It took like probably like a month for us to shoot all the like all of it because we didn't want too many people in the room. Blah 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 blah. And um, that video was dope. It got like twelve thousand. It had like twelve thousand views on 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 Facebook. Like one hundred and fifty shares or whatever. And I got a few. I got a decent amount of pictures too. I got like random people texting me dick pics, which was like. Hilarious. <laughs> so I think just to those people that have not seen this, um, the premise behind the the, the the concept. So basically, what happened is I was talking to my friend in Atlanta, and she was telling me she she has a boyfriend. Oh, she has a dude that she's talking to, and she's like, "Well, we can't like meet, so we've been sexing." And it just sucks because dudes send the worst dick pics. And I'm like, oh, no, baby, that's straight dudes because I've been getting dick pics forever and they're amazing. And I didn't know that. They, I, I really didn't think that there was that big of a difference. And then she sent me a picture of one of the dick pics that she got from the dude she's talking to. And I immediately called her like laughing. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, why are you why are they doing this? And then it made me think of all this stuff. And then that's where the whole that's and then I'm like. I should and then I'm like, oh, that should be like a service. And then I posted it just as a joke, a throwaway joke. And then the joke went like got a lot of likes or whatever. And then my buddy called me and was like, let's turn it into a sketch. And then we turned it into this like two minute sketch. 
And in the two minute sketch, you put your real phone number. Yeah, I put my real phone number because I, I have so much. I have so much free time right now. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put my real phone number. I've got. I didn't get as many texts as I thought. But here's the thing: my number's been given out numerous times. My buddy Preacher's like kind of famous. He was yeah. on America's Got Talent, and he shared my phone number on his uh, Instagram once, and I got like 150 calls and like 98 voice messages. So like I don't care about people having my number. So yeah, I just I just gave it out on the sketch. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. Like, what are you gonna do with my number? So some of the texts have been interesting. Some of them have been really funny. I didn't get I, I probably got like in total, I probably got like probably 25 texts or something, 25, 30 texts. Someone called me and I called them back and they like flipped out, like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd call. I'm like, oh yeah, this is my number. She's like, oh my God, I'm gonna send you money. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then she just sent me, she just sent me like 20 bucks or something. That's hilarious. That's comedy in 2020 yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. It totally is. I mean, it also it it like it goes to show you too. It's like the like you never thought that it was going to go any further than just like a post. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you know, like brilliant ideas are sort of born and like yeah. just random, you know, happening. So it's kind of interesting to to see how that came together. Yeah, I just try to post jokes online, and then some, if something comes from them, I, I'll make a video, or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to be more. I was talking to my buddy, I, my buddy Godfrey. Is, I need, I need to be more consistent. I need to post more videos. But it's just like I really, people don't understand how much I just like doing it. Like the fun and like they get a lot of views and like the cool or whatever. But I, it's just I don't like it. But I mean, you got to do shit you don't like. So I just need to do it more often. Well, this is, this is uh, fairly new as far as having to switch over to this platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, because before I would use social media like to promote my shows and I would do videos every now and then, but I didn't need to do it. Like I was touring so much, so it didn't mm. really matter. But now it's like, since no one can tour, yeah. it's like, okay, well, this is it. So right. this is like the only outlet that we have, unfortunately. You said earlier, uh, you quit your job four years ago. You started out yeah. 10 years ago? Yeah, I started on uh, um, September 7th, 2010. Oh, so you got an anniversary coming up. Yeah, mm, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, this is a <laughs> great time for a 10-year anniversary. Yeah. yeah, September 7th, 2010 in Orlando. I started in Orlando at a place called Austin's Coffee, which is still around. It's like a really cool coffee shop, shop in like Winter Park. And they had open mics on Sunday. Winter Park's not too far from Orlando, is it? Winter, it's all the same thing. Winter okay. Park is like Winter Park is Orlando, basically. People say it's not, but it's, it's fucking the same thing. So, what gave you? Where Where did you get the inspiration, or what was the drive to start doing stand up? I was always like, as as cliche it is, the funny kid in high school. But it's just I I always wanted to do stand up. I just didn't know. I always wanted to do something in the entertainment business. And I just didn't real. I didn't realize that being funny was lucrative. Like, cause I always wanted to do something, but I couldn't dance. I couldn't sing, and I always wanted to do something, but I just didn't know what it was. And and then I just my senior year in high school, I was just like, oh wow, I should just do stand up. I don't. Mm. I just do that. I didn't realize that was a thing I can do, because it's like you you don't see if you don't see representation. If you don't see yourself rep- represented, mm. if I don't know if that's a word, um, <laughs> then it's hard for you to see yourself as a as a career path. Like there weren't any, there's no there were no gay black comics on TV, yeah. right? I mean, there's still there's still there's like still. four, yeah. So like, and I was I didn't come out till I was five years in. Like I started doing comedy huh. ten years ago, but I came out five years ago. So that just out of curiosity, I just want to pause it for a second, knowing a lot of your comedy now. Yeah. What were you doing? I mean, oh, well, I, this thing is, I don't like when I do gay shows, I talk about being gay a bunch because it's like that's the show and that's what people want to hear about. Yeah. But I don't, I have, I've been doing comedy before. I don't, I have a lot of jokes. I have a lot of jokes with my family. At the time when I first started, I talked to my family a lot. I talked about, I've had like 
20-something jobs. So I talked about all the different jobs that I got fired from and stuff like that. So I just talk, I just didn't talk about... I didn't talk about dating women, but I didn't talk about dating men. So like dating aspect uh, was nice. I didn't talk about dating at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't talk about my sexuality at all. I didn't like try to portray a straight dude, but I didn't talk about being a gay dude because I wasn't out. So were you were you not out professionally, but out personally, or did you? Was I wasn't out at all. At all. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. On any scale, I came yeah. out when I was twenty five. How what? How did that happen? So I was supposed to come out. I had a plan. I was supposed to come out. Uh, my mom was supposed to come to one of my shows. And my mom didn't know I was gay. I mean, I, I talk about it now, but she probably knew I was gay, like in retrospect, but yeah, I didn't yeah. physically tell her. So I was supposed, she was supposed to come to one of my shows and she never seen me do stand-up. So I figured, all right, I'll come out and seriously, we do stand-up, two birds, one stone, blah, blah, blah. And then she had a stroke. Oh. The show was on Saturday. She had a stroke on Friday. I did the show anyway, because I had needed money. And then she died on Monday. Oh my God. So oh she my never God. got to see, she never got to see the show. She never got to do the thing. And then probably, probably like six or seven months later is when I came out. Oh, I don't know exactly the timeline, yeah. but like it's it was it was a bit after that, like my, maybe four months later. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do the math, but yeah. it, it was sometime after that is when I decided mm-hmm. I should come out, blah blah blah. And then I started yeah. doing jokes about it and touring and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's how that was how that happened. Oh, sorry about your mom. That's, that's okay, dude. It was six years ago now. So. Yeah. But I mean, we talked earlier. You have siblings, so so I do. I have a brother. And I have two brothers and two sisters. So did, did any of them know before? No. No. Okay. I mean, like, the, I like mean, they, yeah, 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 yeah. But no yeah. one knew on, like, I didn't physically tell anybody yeah. until I came. When I came out, it was like all, like, everyone knew. I, I think there was a group of friends that knew before I came out. There was like mm-hmm. a group of like three or four friends. Sure. But then everybody knew right. when I decided. So it wasn't a huge deal. I mean, people made it a big deal, but... Most people didn't care. Most people, like, I wasn't, like, one of the people who were, like, in the closet, like, deep. I was just, like, I didn't say I was gay, but people were, like, like, when I told people, most people were, like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, yeah well, here we are. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. There's some people sometimes, almost like when there's, I've seen people that have been, worked so hard to to bury it that then they come out almost, like, angry yeah, beforehand, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So that was not you. you were that wasn't, of, yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't hiding it well at all. Like, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do sports stuff. I wasn't trying to to like be a jack. I wasn't trying to like date all these women. Like right. I was just regular whatever. And then I was like, oh, right, I should probably, by the way, also yeah, yeah. gay. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. And then that was that. Yeah. Do you think in any way, like, did coming out like make your? Did it make your act uh, better or enhance it? I or? think it made it. A lot of people say that. Most people say that. But I don't think I don't think me being gay made me funnier. I think being honest made yeah. me funnier. Yeah. So the fact that I was able to talk about what I want to talk about that I can actually be myself. Yeah. And like, because people can tell, people can the audiences can tell bullshit whether right, they yeah. know why. Like subconsciously, if you're lying, if you're up there lying, on they pick up on that. Like if yeah. you're on, on stage talking about how hard it is for you to date and blah blah blah, blah and they're looking at you like, oh, you're gorgeous, and you probably don't have a problem dating. Then it's not going to come off as genuine, and they'll be able to sense that. Sure. Some of them, and, and it just won't go as well. But if you're on stage and you're honest and about et cetera, yeah, I feel like that really vibes with people. So I feel like once I came out, I was able to be more honest, and even if I wasn't talking about being gay, I could just be myself more generically, right. and that would that would mesh with people. Yeah, better. it's almost like there's no fear. Like you yeah, have no yeah. fear of like accidentally like slipping or saying something. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't like, go there. Like you know. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's when. when uh, th- We've seen you perform twice now, and uh, the first time, back to what you said earlier about like 
there was, I don't know, how many uh, African-American black comics there were previously? There was like nine, maybe. If I sat down and named them, it's probably less than nine, but I'm just going to say nine. There's not a lot. Yeah. Hmm. And when, when, I, when we were at that, that first time, and I, and I just, I saw you doing things I had never seen anyone else do before. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, thank this, you. This, you know, th- thank you for, for, for what you do. And, uh, and there's a bit that kind of like a little history lesson. Um, like they said that a man could never run like a five minute mile or whatever it was. And then, yeah. then a guy did it. Yeah. And then, and then like a year later, they'll like, then somebody did like, it's not, not exact, ran like four minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And it's just we're, the way we, there's something about like that glass ceiling that sometimes has to be shattered or, yeah. or shown. Um, Especially in the industry. Cause it's like when you're in the, when you're, Cause sometimes people paint gay people as just like they give us a certain, especially gay black people, they give us a certain like what you're able to do. Uh, like yeah. so, they've been like, okay, you guys can do fashion, or you guys can do, you guys can do modeling, you guys can do drag, and you can do. Then that's pretty much it. That's mm-hmm. what you guys are able to do. So as an, as a gay person from the south, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know anything about fashion. I can't dance. I don't. I'm not. I'm not I'm, I don't do any of that stuff. So I don't know. And like, there's, there's never been, I mean, there's, like I said, it's getting better now, but like, you don't see us on TV unless we're portraying a stereotypical over the top flamboyant gay person, which that character is great. And some people do amazing at that right. character and it's funny and it's great, but it's like, that's the only way that the people yeah. see us. That, I mean, the, and the, unfortunately, and, and totally unfortunately, and it's, I know like for, there's obviously been more white representation on, yeah. on television for gay men. And I remember like the 80s being at my grandparents' house and they had a television upstairs that had an antenna you could get PBS and that was about it. Yeah. And there was that like are you being served this store this uh it's a store in in the UK where there was like the effeminate like Mr. Jeffries that you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like and then they then they kind of like there was foreshadowing about oh, they didn't really say what he was yeah. but you, there was all these jokes. And I was like but I like guys, but that's not Yeah. That's not me though. Like, that's how they that's why when people see like cuz I I hear this a lot and it's like, it's, it's like, that's so sweet, but it's not a compliment. Like when people will be like, uh, oh, you, you're so straight acting. I'm like, well, that's not a compliment at all. Actually, that's the opposite. <laughs> I don't want the, you, like, there's, no, there's nothing like feminine and masculine doesn't equate gay. Like those are, you can be feminine and like the straightest person ever. Right. And yeah. you can be like super masculine and still be gay as hell. It's like, that's not, that's not a thing. But like I, I've done shows and I've I've talked to people like oh yeah you don't seem gay I'm like well that's because we're not sleeping together like there's no <laughs> like that that's not that's not a compliment and I know that's what you're trying to say as if like I'm trying to aspire to be straight but it's like that's that's really you're doing the opposite by saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. but it's because the media portrays us as being very flamboyant yeah. and very like because because they they can so they consider flamboyant to be weak which is why they mm. this is why those sexist as hell. Yeah. But like they, they consider feminine to be weak, so then they consider gay men to be feminine, so then they consider our gay men to also be weak. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's I like just, a domino effect. Totally. I So I was just watching, a, a re-watching an interview with Billy Porter talking about like him, him so like wearing a, like a dress. And, it's, and he was basically talking about the same thing and saying that he, when he feels like he's going to wear a dress, he's going to wear a dress. And and part of the negative connotation to it is that that's what women wear. And when a man wears a dress, then you're mimicking a woman and you're then less than. So, I mean, it just becomes, I think it's a a bigger conversation, you know, and just, it's something that I think we deal with as gay people or people of the community where we're not, 
positively portrayed always in the media. Yeah, and it's it's a it's 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 toxic as hell. And then it it, it gets even more toxic when like the when like gay people do the same thing that straight people are doing. Like I'm only in a masculine man. I'm like, all right, if if you are, that's fine, but you don't have to say that. Right. Just only talk to ma- Right, right. Like, why does your profile have to say mask for mask and, and, and stupid shit like that? It's like if you're only in a masculine man, then just talk to masculine men. Yeah. Right. Like no one's gonna like you don't have to make it open. You don't right. have to tell everyone or or dismiss people who aren't masculine. Like I'm not. Like that's the stupidest shit on the planet. Like I get it if you're only into what you're into what you're into, but you don't have to objectify and be and and downplay people who you aren't into. Like that's stupid. Like that's because in that case, I'd be treating women like shit because I'm not into women. Right. But, but I'm not running around like being rude to women. Like it's like <laughs> if you're not into something, that's fine. Move over. But yeah. like. You don't have to publicly tell everyone that you're a closet homophobe. Like that's that's unnecessary. Right, right. What have you found? Sort of the same thing. Uh, I, I, we're, I guess we're talking about dating websites, so or yeah. dating apps, right? So, have you found the same thing to happen where people like? Have you encountered any uh, racism on? Oh, the I apps? was just on. I was talking to Godfrey about this. Yeah, I've encountered a lot. Like, so dating apps across the board. Mm-hmm straight gay whatever it's just it's just dating apps across the board are better for white people mm. it's little i wouldn't say it's pretty much made for white I, I think like statistically i think they said the people who get the lowest matches on dating apps and I, this might not be true so someone should fact check me because i'm just <laughs> I, I just i've heard this and i don't think it's true I, I but i think i think it's like asian men and black women I think get the least amount of like. Ma- I'm not sure if that's if someone wants to Google it and then text me and be like, "You're wrong." But I think it's something of that. I think it's something like that. Yeah. It's like we just. It's like, I don't know. It's just like white people get so, and then people put put stuff in their bios like not in the black people or no or no Asian or yeah. no. And it's like, dude, if you're not first of all to to disregard a whole race of people. That's racist. That's horrible. To yeah. dis- like to say that you're typically attracted to a certain race, that's fine. Like if you're typically attracted to the white dudes, that's fine. But don't don't disregard an entire race right. as if you fucked everyone in that race oh. and like, oh no, I <laughs> fucked the whole race and all of it's bad. Yeah. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Like no. and if you have and the thing is what people don't understand is like you don't have to list your preference. You right. don't have to tell Why? people you're not yeah. just yeah. don't swipe. Right on a if you don't if you're not into black dudes don't swipe right on a black dude right or don't message a black dude right yeah and then we're right. both fine right yeah. and then what's the difference if somebody messages you yeah and it's like okay then and then if yeah and if I someone messages you look at his profile I'm like oh he's I don't he might be cool and then yeah. talk to, or message him and be like oh so, no no thanks dude not my yeah. type whatever right. it's if I have a, a friend back uh, back home in the Midwest and a uh, really handsome guy works out like could walk around like West Hollywood and be like total eye candy yeah. kind of a thing. But he's also intelligent too. He's very smart. And when I met him seven or eight years ago, a uh, few mutual friend who happened to be gay, I was like, well, wait a minute, this guy's not gay. And he's hanging out with all these, like, you know, there was a lot of people that in town be like, oh, is he, is he gay? No, he he had had a couple experiences with gay gay men yeah. that were cool. And and so he would be brought around to these parties a lot of times. It's kind of like the, the, the one straight guy that was there. Yeah. And people would hit on him and, uh, he, one of his friends was like, well, you just tell them no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, and we talked about it. We had actually a serious conversation. It's like, yeah, he's like, you know, and he's obviously some people, you know, there's a whole thing of, oh, I'm going to turn him gay, you know, like yeah. whoever turned, like, 
no one turned me gay. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not a thing. Right? I, I have a joke about it on stage, but that's not a thing. Yeah. It's like, if you're able to be turned gay, then you're gay. It's simple yeah. as that. And it's like, and if you're scared of that, and if you're scared that someone's going to turn you gay, then you have to find out what's wrong. Like, not what's wrong, but you have There's some other something questions. that you got to go with. You got to figure out something yourself. Like, yeah, you're right. clearly interested yeah. in men and you're scared that someone might pique your interest. Yeah. Because I've been around women my whole life and I've never been like, oh, I can't hang out with this girl. She might turn me straight. Like, there's no woman... Who's gonna make me try to have, like that's not a thing. So like if you're comfortable with your masculinity as a man and you're comfortable with your straightness or whatever, you can be around a slew of gay people and just live your life mm-hmm. accordingly. So like I don't understand it. But also I think there's a stigma that that I, don't, I think it's bad in the it's I I feel like it's more in the people of color community that people think that if you hang around gay people, you're also gay. Like I'm mm. friends with like most of my friends are straight because I do comedy full time and most comics are straight men. So like I'd say eighty percent of my friends are straight men, and a lot of times I'm the only gay friend. And like and people like you can tell that people like if like people will be like weird about me having all these. They'll be like, oh, you're friends with the keen. Like I've heard people say shit that are just like, oh, you or, why do you hang out with him? Are you gay? Or like, oh, and they'll make all these stupid ass jokes. I'm like, dude, you can hang out. You can be friends with whoever you want. That doesn't influence your sexuality. Like that's not how this works. Like I'm friends with I'm really good friends with my buddy Godfrey, who's like the straight. Yeah. Dom, black dude. And like, we've been friends for like two or three years now. And it's like, we've never, there's never been any type of animosity between us because I know there's nothing, we're friends. Like, he's not, he's 100% straight. I'm 100% gay. There's never going to be any quarrels over. I'm not trying to get with him. He's not secretly gay. Like, we're just good friends that can just be regular ass friends. And, a, and, and the thing that people say about this, and this, and you could tell by his videos because he has, a, he has a very popular podcast called like, In God Free Choice. He gets like, Thousands of he yeah, gets like seen some yeah, yeah, like three hundred thousand views or whatever, and like whenever he has me on or we talk about stuff like that, there'll always be people in the comments who will comment like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait for Godfrey to come out." Oh, your Godfrey has to be down low. Oh, oh Godfrey's like just because me and him were good friends, they're just like, okay, if Godfrey's friends with a gay person, and Godfrey has a Godfrey has a few gay friends, yeah. and they're like, well, Godfrey has friends with these gay people. He must also be gay. And yeah. I'm like, that's the stupidest shit on the planet. Like, yeah, or he's no, just a good person. He doesn't care about someone's sexuality. He could be friends with whoever. Well, he's just looking at you as a person. Yeah, yeah. Just you, who you yeah. are, who Akeem is. Nobody yeah. else, like no labels, no nothing else. None of the, no, nothing else about you. He just, but people see friend. like, if you look at, if you look at his page, whenever I'm on his podcast yeah. and whenever we happen to be talking about anything gay, it never fails those people in the comment section yeah. that are saying that shit. It's I it, it's interesting. I mean, that's like going back to what we were talking about earlier. It that's why for you to be touring and to be in those like smaller towns or smaller clubs, yeah. That's why it's important that you're doing that work right now. Because yeah. or when you can do that work again, because it's your influence on the people. Yeah. Because the people who are making those comments. Yeah. They don't have gay friends, oh, right? Or they don't. They they haven't been exposed. The to... only view of gay people is the media. Right. The only media, unfortunately, forget. Like I wouldn't say the only. It's getting a little bit better, but for the most part, the media for the gay men are like we play stereotypical roles. We play the gay best friend. We play the overly flamboyant hairdresser. We play all these other roles, which are important roles, and they're actually a bunch of really funny, hilariously talented gay people who are in those roles. Yeah, but that's not it. Right, like, right, we're, right. we're so much more than right. those roles. But honestly, I was talking to a friend about that. But that's that's how every marginalized group is played up until something changes. Like, because for the longest time, 
they had all, only black people were, were in TV were like maids. Yeah, yeah. Or they were yeah, they yeah. were maids, or they were thugs, or they were gangsters. Right. For the longest time, that's how it was for people in Black Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. you were a gangster, you were a drug dealer, you were a maid, you were a baby mama, you were this, that, and the other thing. Right. And then eventually, it got better, and it's like, okay, you can be just a regular person who happens to be black. You can yeah. be just a regular right. character, and just we just haven't got there with gay people yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of like anytime you see like a gay movie or a gay, it's always yeah. it still always focuses around. Like, so sexual, uh, yeah, yeah, like it's or heavy, like, yeah, or, or like a gay issue, like yeah, a gay yeah. community issue. It's not like just l- seeing, you know, gay people living yeah. sort of. There's in, some in shows where like the the character's gay and it doesn't and it it doesn't drastically change the character at all. Sure. Which I think that's how shows should be in general because yeah. the, there's too many there's too, there's a thousand coming out movies and the, yeah. they they're important. But it's like that story's been beat to death. Right, totally. Like there's all those Mormon totally. stories. It was like you came out, your parents didn't love you. You, but Like we get it. And it sucks that that still happens. And it does happen. It's important. But it's like if that's the only story you're telling, that's the only thing they're going to think about us. Right. Is that that's the only thing they're going to think. It's like, okay, you're gay, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, we're just... Like, there's so many other stories you can tell us. Stop right. telling that one story. Well, it's not even like telling stories. It's just showing what our everyday life looks like. Yeah. Right? So it's just, it's not even, it, it's, I think it's beyond like a, a story. It's just like, I just want to see like, what what does, like, like two guys married, like what, what, what does their everyday look like? Yeah, what yeah. is it funny? Is it interesting? Is it, I mean, and I know like from Jeff and I, from our, you know, Instagram and social media stuff that we do, like we do get a lot of interaction from people because I think, I think it like we're shedding like a little bit of like light on like yeah. what it is. And I think in some, you know, some way, shape or form, it's just kind of showing like, we're just like everybody else. Yeah. So I think that I, I think that it's important that eventually that shift, you know, comes into play. Yeah, I think it will. I think it's just going to take, I mean, everything some takes time. time. It's just going to take forever. And then un- unfortunately the way standup works is there's only, as f- unfortunately for marginalized group, there's only there's one big star of that group, right? And then nothing else matters until there's another big star. Like for like for instance, for right now, the big black female is Tiffany Haddish, who's yeah. amazing, who I've worked with before, and she's like the nicest person on the planet. But like right now, that's the style that they're looking for: loud in your face, and that's who she is as a person. Like off stage, she's the same exact person. Like right. she's not phony at all. That's a hundred percent who she is as a person. But like that's the person that's what they're looking for now. They're like, all right, sassy black women is in style, and then no other type of black. It seems like no other type of black woman they can they even want to see in meetings. So it's like, oh no, we already have Tiffany right. Haddish. Yeah. Meanwhile, they have they have Amy Schumer, Whitney Cummings. They have a slew of 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 right. white women who are si- who are similar but yet different, and they're doing great. But it's yeah. like, oh no, we only want to see which. Is interesting. Like, there's layers to this, so that's why it's important that the writer, people in the writing room, are also representing different stories as well yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, because this has been written. Who like, oh, we're just going to replicate this, and this is. It's almost yeah. like a. a, a yeah. I hate to say it this way. It's like almost like a formula, right? Yeah, that is. they have yeah. down, right? Yeah, it is. And the, the thing that sucks about it is like the like the entertainment won't be diverse until the people booking it are also diverse, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, everyone who's in the industry booking is like old straight white men, and they. And the, that's why everything is written the way it is, because like that's how they see gay people. They see gay people as over the fan boy. So like, all right, we're gonna book like they don't know any better. Yeah. But it's like the only way to change things is to put people in charge of booking the shit. You have to book my you have to have minorities in charge of booking. 
Yeah. And, and, and if you don't, then you're just going to yeah, get the same thing right. over and over. I, yeah. So I feel like, um, uh, do, do you watch like a lot of Ryan Murphy's shows, like the politician pose? Like I love pose. Pose, pose yeah, is yeah, amazing. Pose is phenomenal. So, but I, what, to what you're saying with that, I think what's interesting, what I think I sort of resonate with a lot of those shows is because they're really great at, I think, first bringing in whoever the characters are. Like yeah. they bring a diverse cast in to begin with. And then whoever those people are, those are the folks that are there are in the writing room. So yeah. if there's a trans character on the show, there's trans people in the writing room. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, like on The Politician, one of the characters is yeah. trans, but nowhere is it ever brought up yeah. that the character is that. And it's like, that person is just there. And like, that is like, to me, that's like a great example of like, let's, this, this person is part yeah. of the fold and it's just yeah, there. If so there, it's, if their sexuality or their race or whatever, doesn't play a part in the role, then don't, there's no point in bringing it up. Totally. Like, it, I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think let them be whatever character they are. And yeah. oh, Hey, this dude's gay. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I think it's just a good, uh, to me, it's like a good example of like a roadmap of like maybe what's to come. Yeah, like I said, I think it's getting better. I think they just need to get in the mindset that the that that would differ. We're not all the same. Yeah. So like what ha what's happening now? Like I always talk. There's like so the the touring black comics now, the ones that are like doing big or like so it's Jabuki's doing really well. Thinking of men, uh, Dwayne Perkins who's phenomenal, uh, Samson McCormick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Renair, and I'm, I'm going to miss some. And, but I, there's like seven. There's probably a few more that I'm completely missing. But the problem is like when one of the, when one of them make it big, then they're going to just focus on that one person. Because like in their mind, they're like if we have one gay black person, why would we need, a, why would we need another? You it's guys are the need. same. Yeah. So like that, that's how they view, like that's not the same way yeah. they, they used to view black comics. Like when Eddie Murphy was big, they were right. like, okay, we got Eddie Murphy. Well, why do we care about Martin Lawrence or Chris Rock? Well, we already got one, right? So that's how that's how they view it. Unfortunately, they're like so once we once they find their gay black dude, like oh, all right, well we have we have this guy. Why mm. would we need Anyone another else? gay yeah. black person? We already got you guys all live the exact same lives, right? <laughs> oh, so why would we need another person if we got him? Yeah, we got him. So it's a conundrum, but I mean, I, I do think it's it's moving in the right direction because like the fact that I can name so many gay black comics. Like ten years ago, I couldn't name any. Yeah, besides yeah. Sykes. Do you ever feel like that part of your work is to start showing those people, sort of the people in charge, that we are all not the same? I've, in I your mean, work? I've, I've been, I have been in meetings and I've talked about it publicly yeah. and stuff. I feel like. I mean, I feel like it's my job. Unfortunately, like I don't, I ha I'm just trying to make it in the industry. Yeah, I just happen to be a double minority, so it just happens to be harder that I'm doing all this extra shit. Yeah, yeah. But that's because there's been no one before. Not to say no one before me has done it, because there are some comics who've been doing it longer than me who've put in way more work, like Samson McCormick, for instance. And I, I couldn't thank them more. I think they're phenomenal. But unfortunately, there's no one who's broken through the ceiling yet. There's no one. There's no household. There's no gay black comic that's a household name. Yeah. Titus maybe, but he's not. Mm -hmm. He's not a stand-up. Yeah. And, and straight people still don't really know who he is. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like, there's still none, I would say. There's some that are close, but there's none, Yeah. unfortunately. So it's like, we're all just working away at it. And I... 
I think I'm helping, but at the same time, I just I'm doing all that I can. This is all that I know. Like yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like I wish I didn't have to do it. I would. I would love if there was already a super famous gay black dude who I could just like ride his coattail and be like, "Hey, remember, remember the other guy? I'm like the other guy." <laughs> but unfortunately, there's no other guy, so I have to do all the the groundwork myself. Unfortunately, yeah. But it is what it is. When you were growing up, was there anyone that you really kind of were able to not not so much coattails, but to be able to be like to look up and be like, oh, maybe that's what I could be, or or maybe I, this is this is this looks like fun to me, or uh, no, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's honest. But my fa- and yeah. no one like me per se, just because like I didn't grow up watching because I thought I would never come out. Like in honesty, I thought I'm like I'm not gonna come because because the way people treated gay people in Florida in the small town I was in, like everyone and there was like one openly gay guy in my high, no, two openly gay guys in my high school. Everyone was mean to him. Teachers were even mean to him sometimes. And like everyone treated him like they, like there was this couple that walked that was walking down the street like holding hands and like people at the bus was like yelling at him. It was like it was just really really toxic and homophobic. And I was like, well, if that's what gay people go through, I'm mm-hmm. never. Yeah. I, why would anyone come yeah. out? Right. Right. Like that's just how I felt. Like, I why think I'm going to choose this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is why I have I have a joke about it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no. Why would I choose to be? I'm like, I'm already black. Like I'm black, but also there's another thing. Like no, there's two things. Like I might be Muslim because the beard. Like I've never. So like when people say that you chose to be gay, it's the stupidest shit on the planet. But um. So I didn't think I was going to come out at all. Like, I never thought I'd come out. I just thought, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to have to marry some woman and, and have kids I don't like and and whatever. So I never even thought about it. My favorite comic growing up, my favorite comic, which is so, which whenever I say this to people, especially comics, like, oh, I can see that. My favorite comic was Cat Williams. Like, coming oh, yeah, up, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. he's uh-huh. phenomenal. Well, yeah. nothing alike, obviously. But he's so funny, and this is the way that the way his whole character—he's just amazing. Yeah, I can and, see that makes. Um, I mean, he was his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always saw that. I'm like, that's amazing. But I never saw me doing that. I just always liked. I always thought he was phenomenal for what he did. But I, didn't, I don't, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've seen anyone on stage that was like me. That I was like, hey, that's gonna be me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because like I said, the only person. But when I started, the only person like ten years ago, the only person, the only gay black person on. That was doing stand up was Wanda Sykes, but um, and even then, lesbian as far as stand up is concerned, there's more successful lesbians in stand up than there are gay men because because so when a le- a lesbian is considered masculine, a masculine is considered a plus. Yeah. So that's why there's more there's more gay women in stand up that are like household names like you got Ellen and Rosie O'Donnell and Wanda Sykes. and like and yeah. all these people because it's like because if you're a lesbian, that's considered like a, a masculine lesbian, then right. that's a plus because like, oh, okay, that makes you more manly. Right. We love men here. <laughs> Cause yeah, right, so right. that's that that makes it a plus as far as gay people, if you're gay, you're considered more feminine. So I think like I think there's way more successful lesbian comics than there are mm. um met gay men. So yeah. like I remember seeing Wanda and I was like, oh that's amazing. But I never thought there'd be like I've never saw myself because there's no totally unfortunately not. Do you feel like now that you've been doing this for, you know, 10 years, five years out, do you feel like that there's a, another, like a younger generation of comics that are, um, that are maybe like aspiring to, you know, do what you're doing? I hope so. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I, every time I go on the road, I try to go to open mics and try to like see what, who the upcoming people are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of great comics coming up. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot, but I mean, ten years in the grand scheme of things isn't super long, no. right? 
it's I mean, not. it feels like forever, but it's 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 def- I know comics who've been in the game 15, 20, 30 years, and it's like 10 years is nothing. So I think I just started. I just I started when I was 19. So I like to think that the more people coming up, I think there are. I mean, I think more people are I think now that there's more visibility, mm-hmm. like there's more there's more diversity in stand-up. It's not just the same seven people now that you can see different takes and different viewpoints. Right. And they're making money. So the industry's like, oh, you can make money doing that? Okay, well then we'll we'll book more people like that. Yeah. So then now other marginalized people are seeing this, like, okay, well then that means I can do it. And yeah. then more people are trying it. So therefore, in theory, there'll be more in a few more years, there'll be more diversity and right. more. I mean, that's the hope. I mean, yeah, who yeah. Knows? When you're getting ready on stage, do you have a like a standard thing you do for yourself, like a traditional or I uh, I listen to I listen to music, but I don't have a playlist. I just listen to whatever gets me hype at the moment. Uh, I usually have a, my mom. I have my mom's. I have a necklace with my mom's ashes in it that has like a microphone on it. So I'm I'm if it's an important. I always wear that show. If it's a paid geek, I wear that show. Or if it's like an important show, I wear it. But if it's just a random show, I don't care. But uh, if it's like an imp- important show to me, or it's like a big paid gig or whatever, I usually wear that necklace. And that's it. I write my set list down. I never do that list. I just always <laughs> yeah. I I never even do the order. I just write it down because like in my head, I'm like I gotta write down all these jokes, and then I completely don't use it. Does out of curiosity, does the does the audience kind of dictate where it goes a little bit? It, for me, it does. Some people, there's some people who are just very anal about it. No pun intended, and they'll just be like. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the stuff I'm going to talk about. And they'll just do all that. And that's great. But I've just never, I've always gone with the flow. I always open with the same stuff. Like I normally have like the first three or four minutes is like similar. And then the rest is just like depends on where, what happens in the audience and what happens with people or whatever. But I don't like having a list set in stone because then it's like, because then it gives you, you can't be fluid with it. Yeah. So I, I'd rather just have some ideas that I'm going to talk about and then see where they go. So a lot of the 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 work that you do is a lot of it. Is there a lot of preparing that you have to do just to be able to get up there and just kind of like go on the fly like that? Nah, no. Just that's, that's, that's how I've always written. Like I've never been this person who can sit down and write a joke. I wish I could because I know so many people who are amazing at that who can sit down and write a whole set and it's yeah. phenomenal. And I just can't do that. So I write ideas. I'm like, that's a funny idea. Mm. Then I get on stage and say that idea. And then the way my mind works is it'll automatically form it into a joke. Uh. And some and like recently, it's been doing. I've been able, and once you start doing that for so long, you're able to get the joke way faster. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started, it would take me weeks and sometimes months to be able to get turn that idea into an actual setup punchline type joke. Yeah. But now that I've been doing it for a decent amount of time, and when I'm, when I'm working the road a lot, use I can think of a joke and post it on Facebook, and then do it on stage and and. The first time it just does really well, and yeah. then the second time, and then by then it's just in my act now. Huh. So it's it's that's 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 just how I was always written. I was never able to sit down and type and write out stuff, which I wish I could do that because some people just sit down and type up scripts and write up all this great stuff. And it's like I just have I think I have ADD, so if I sit down and write, I'll just any like nothing, everything will come into my mind except for what's supposed to be in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> So unfortunately, I'm not able to do well, it's that. It's kind of an interesting process. It's kind of like you just, I mean, and it works for the way you like yeah. to, to work. So I mean, yeah. it works for you. Yeah, it does. It's Back good. when we were able to to do regular stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> so It'll come soon. back again soon. I hope so. Yeah. When you travel, do you get uh, inspiration for, for some of your material? Yeah, I talk about traveling a lot. Yeah, yeah crazy stuff happens on the world There's all the time. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so people come up to you after shows, especially if you're different from 
the whole demographic and they say just wild things to you because they think that they think that they are able to say these things. It's like, it's so stupid. Like this lady came up to me after the show. This was in Appleton, Wisconsin at the Skyline Comedy Club. And she came up to me after the show. She's like, oh my God, I love you so much, uh, even if you're black. And I'm like, that was the part, the sentence you didn't have to say. Like, right. you didn't have to do that at all. You could have just said, I liked you. And then her husband was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She loves black people. I'm like, you're not making this oh <laughs> any Walk better. Walk and then he just gave me money. And because I'm like, do you want a thing? He's like, no, no, that's just for you. I'm like, all right. And he just stormed off. Like, don't drunk. And I'm like, that was, and then people after him were like, apologize. I'm like, dude, it's, it's totally fine. Like, I don't, I don't care. You know, it's, I mean, Sometimes you have to hear yourself out loud. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, I didn't. I don't take offense to that stuff because it's like, I know what they meant. And yeah. it's like, even though it's ridiculously terrible and racist what you just said to me, but like, I'm aware that you're trying to be nice. Right. And you're, tr- you're just not used to interacting with a person of color right. at all. So you just panic and say, like, I have people come up to me after shows like, oh my God, I, I love gay people. I'm like, well, that's cool. You didn't have to tell me that, though. Right. Like, if you felt the need to tell me that, that makes me think you don't. Like, why are you telling me this? Do you feel like maybe people that are in those, like, smaller towns or smaller communities, maybe because they don't Yeah, yeah. they're the trying outlet, to, exactly. They're, it's almost They're trying like, to compensate for it. Right. Yeah. So, or they're, like, trying to figure out how to express yeah. their They just want, like, they want to, they want to let me know that they're on my side. Yeah. And they want to make me feel safe, which yeah. they can, which... They don't think that if they just treat me like a normal person, right. it'd be fine. Like, right, I don't right. have, like, but they don't think that. So they think I have to tell him that he's okay here. I have to tell him that blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, dude, you don't. I know you like me. You laughed at all my jokes. You yeah. give, you paid to see me. You're, you're buying my t-shirt. You're giving me money. Like, you're speaking to me after the show. Like, I, I'm aware that, you, that you're that you a fan of me. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're racist or homophobic. Because otherwise, you wouldn't have, you would have left on my show. Right, like, right, From the right. moment I stepped on stage, I'm like, oh, I can't. Be behind this, right. you'd have left. So clearly, you don't have those ill ill intent towards yeah. me, right? Well, so it, just just like leave and give me my or take a picture or yeah. follow me on social media or give me a hug or do whatever yeah. you want to do. But like, you don't have to justify your existence. Just right. like I shouldn't have to justify mine, yeah. right? Well, and, and when I said earlier about like, having to hear her, herself, it is, honestly, it wasn't it from a place of condescending because I know with with some of the guests we've had on the show that I've had a f- few friends that uh, that identify as non binary. Yeah. And um and and I will like say hey guys or you know you know use a pronoun that's not appropriate and we were talking I was talking to somebody recently and, and uh, they were like well if you kept doing it he's like they, they said I may have to get my 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 you know my flog and start flogging you every yeah. time because sometimes you just gotta hit somebody yeah, yeah. but uh, when it's when it's you know when you're trying and and sometimes I, I have to make mistakes and sometimes I hear myself I'm like oh wow that sounded very racist or yeah. sexist and it's like uh, something needs to change here yeah yeah um I was I was I was on a farm for for about seven, eight years. And w- I had some really wonderful, two, two hours outside of Chicago. And and Anthony was in the city and I would come back into Chicago like on the weekends. And I would say some things and he's like, Jeff, he's like, you can't. And, and I, when you're around something, at least for myself, it's so much back to what you're talking about like experience. My, like I would even code shift like pronouns in some of, the, yeah. in front of some of these people like about who, and I would say, oh, I'm going to go see her like back in the day instead of saying him, yeah. you know, because I, I was, I was, I was afraid what they were going to say about me. Um, yeah. And I think that when we're, when we're trying to make progress and to be able to create a safe place to, to be like, oh, wait, that's not like, let's have a conversation about this yeah. instead of, because everything is so polarized where you've got like Fox News over here and then, you know, like maybe CNN, you yeah. know, I'm trying to think of whether it's more like farther left, but you know, where it's like, it's so dualistic. But the thing is most people are in the middle. 
Yeah, yes, like people exactly don't understand right. that. Most people in the middle. Like when I play these places, like because I was doing a show in uh, Springfield, Illinois, and I did radio for the show because I was headlining, and they were like, "Hey, you talk about being gay a lot on radio." I'm like, "Well, you booked a gay dude," and also it was like it was like naturally coming out there. So of course I'm going to address it on naturally coming out there. Why would I not make a joke about that? Yeah. And he was like, he's like, "Well, I just don't want people thinking that we have like that, that we that we like." I'm like, "Dude, no one think one." Springfield, Illinois, no one thinks that this is a progressive gay comedy club. You've booked zero gay comics. You've been open for 12 years. I'm the only gay comic you've booked. Believe me, no one thinks that. Right. And he was like, well, just like, he's like, well, I just want your show to go well. I don't want people. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for a while now. I'm, I've played cities like this. It's going to be fine. And then he asked me, he's like, well, can you just, he asked me this. He's like, hey, can you be less gay on stage? I'm like, well, that's not a thing I'm going to do. But like, he said that to me and I'm like, okay, cool, dude. But like, it just rubbed off my shoulder because like, I've had this before. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. And then I went on stage and did my regular ass show and did very, very, very well. And then he got on stage and this, this made me mad because then he got on stage and he was like, hey, man, keep it going for uh, Keem. You guys really love them. I'm like, yeah, woo. They're like, yeah, he's one of the edgiest comics we've had here. And I'm like, I'm not edgy at all. I just talk about sleeping with men. Like, I'm not an edgy comic. And then he replied, then he said, he's like, here, but here at such and such comedy club, we don't care about sexual orientation. We just book funny people. I'm like, motherfucker, you just oh, told me to be oh, less gay. Wow. An hour ago, you told me to be less gay. But now that I did really, really well, you're patting yourself on the back for booking a gay dude yeah that doesn't like that's 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 stupid behind the curtain that's yeah and it's like and it's like i knew i would do well and that's not me being cocky it's just like i know these type of people like they're not as homophobic and racist as the media yeah. wants you to think they are yeah, yeah. and I, that's I, what you said there is brilliant yeah it's most so people in the yeah. middle so i mean i get it but it's like it's, it's a lot of the times it's like they don't get experience to diversity they're stuck in this middle of Greenberry, Wisconsin, or whatever. Like they're stuck in this really small town, and they don't get they don't get acclimated to different types of people. So when they see someone that's different, they immediately try to. They don't know how to react. They can't. They they can't just treat you like a person. They're like, oh no, but you're different. And they and they and they get like weird around you, and they start trying to say certain things. They start trying. I like rap too. Okay, that's cool. Oh. Like they start to like all this stuff. I love I love Obama. I'm like that's great, but like you don't have to tell me these things. Like. You could just, we're just regular. We can just have a conversation. But I think the most interesting thing that I had, I ha- had a joke about this. I was in a, I was, this, everything happened in Wisconsin, but I was driving, <laughs> I was driving from <laughs> Minneapolis, which is one of my favorite cities. I was driving from Minneapolis to Appleton and uh, to do a weekend there because I just did a weekend in Minneapolis. And uh, I stopped at this random gas station to get like a Subway sandwich. Like it was like a Subway gas station or whatever. And I'm standing in line and this cute little white girl behind me. And she looks at me and she looks at her mom and she points to me. She's like, oh my God, mom, he's brown like the people on TV. And it was the funniest thing ever. I'm like, oh my God, I'm her first black person. Like she's <laughs> never seen a black person until me. Like I'm the first one. Like I, this is so cool. Like this is a lot of pressure because now I have to give her chips or something. Because <laughs> like this, is, I want the first reaction to be good. Like I want her to be like black people are great. But like that literally happened. Like someone actually, I, I, her, her mom's face turned red. And she, was so, she was so apologetic. And I, t- I couldn't have, I'm like, baby, it's a hundred. I don't, it's fine. Yeah. I know where I'm at. I know the percentage of the town is like, Two percent. Like I'm aware that you know that I'm not from here. Like there's there's not black people in this town. I forgot the name of the town, but it's like I'm aware. So it's yeah. like I don't feel bad about it. And kids say whatever the hell they think. Mm-hmm. She's like 
four or something. So she's going to say the first thing that comes to her mind mm-hmm. and they don't know how to whisper. Like, but don't be offended. Like, I don't care. It's fine. And then I ma- made a joke about it or whatever when I got back to the town. But um, yeah, that's stuff like that happens all the time. But it's like when, you, when you're on the road and, and like comics who work the road a lot can all tell you a slew of crazy ass stories. Sure. Especially comics of like any divert, like, like women or gay people or, or people of color. Like they can tell you all these crazy stories because we're in, we're in all these cities, whether it's like there's not a lot of people who look like us around, like we're in these cities just surrounded by people. And it's like, and they can tell you an outsider because they're like, well, I don't, there's only two black people who live here and you're not one of them. So you, you have to be like, there's a, why are you in, in our town? Yeah. And for the most part, all the stories are like a fun story. Like I've had some situations where I'm like, oh, I don't want to come back here again. But for the most part, it's all fine. Like everyone, I get on stage, I do my show, people accept me, people like me, they give, they buy me stuff and then we go about our ways or like we ha- hang out at a bar or whatever. Because like most of the time it's good because like I said, like most of the people in the middle, it's just like the media wants you to watch people to think that all white people are racist and all black people are thugs and all gay people who have diseases. Like they want you to think that everyone's in these boxes. Like when you actually go out there and work the road, it's like, oh no, yeah, those... Most people are just most people are just working Americans who are trying to get yeah. by, but the media but the media doesn't want you to think that because it's not profitable. Right. I know for, for myself back in Michigan when when I did really fully accept like come out and be my, my whole self, it wasn't like I was you know carrying a pride plate you know you know by myself down the middle of Main Street. But once I was like kind of like, like cool with myself, like I realized like and then the people that I was kind of afraid maybe like I might lose his friends or me you know I was like oh okay like. Maybe there's some differences about politics and stuff like that, but we got to have like a, just a normal relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, and where I don't, th- I think we're, we're almost fed this narrative that we're like we're all you know you know either this or that you know. Or you're, yeah, because the media wants us to be in a, in a constant battle with each other because that's what that's profitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like look, like that's unfortunately that's more sells. profitable yeah. than yeah. than the, yeah. So that's that's the way they put like they put, they make it seem like Democrats and Republicans like y'all we're all in the same country like why like why are we having this huge war against each other? I mean I understand why we're having yeah. it because Trump's a maniac, but well that's the special <laughs> times right now. Yeah, there uh, the the. the the Pope, it was like in the 60s or 70s, um, there was like a radical change in the Catholic Church. And they decided that like this whole like Protestants versus Catholics thing was no longer like, the, the, they could be getting the dates wrong, but they kind of like started to let go of that battle. Yeah. And they said that the Catholic Church, there's uh, this guy, Richard Rohr, and he talks about that the Catholic Church was actually stronger when we knew who we were against. Yeah. And now it's like our numbers have gone down because before it was like, oh, we're against the Protestants. Yeah. And so let's unite together to be I against something. I don't know something. the difference. Right, exactly. Yeah. And now today it's like, okay. So, I mean, I think if, it, if that, that's something we all learn something from that as well too, you know? Yeah, but I mean, if when, the, when, 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 you th- when you think you're above somebody because of your sexuality or because of your race or because of your gender, it makes you feel better. And that's and that's what these people are addicted to. These racist people, homophobic people, or sex people, they're addicted to feeling better because something that they were born... Because you were born away... Because you, in your head, you were born superior. Like, that's the whole mindset of 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 white supremacy and, and shit like that it's like you think that you're better than somebody because of the way you were born you were either born a man or you were born or you were born white or you were born straight or whatever you whatever it is you think because you were born this particular way that you are better than someone else and that mindset makes you feel like you're better and that feeling is good even though it's, it's based in hate and it's fucking terrible mm-hmm. that feeling is good and people don't want to let go of that feeling and that and that's what that's where yeah. that's where it lies I, at. I, I, yeah, and I, I think almost that if you're benefiting from it. Yeah. You know? Well, of course. Yeah. 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 
Like so. the system is made. Well, oh, I mean, I mean, people don't want to say that they're benefiting, but if you guys made the system, of course you're gonna make it better for you, mm-hmm. right? Like if yeah. I'm if I'm if I make a car for me and then I make a car for you, the car made for me is gonna be better. Like that's mm-hmm. just and it, it might not even be on purpose. It's just subconsciously you're gonna make it better for yourself. Yeah. So subconsciously, even though I don't think this was subconsciously, I think they did this on purpose. But <laughs> even even if the founding fathers weren't super racist, which I mean they had slaves, but like even like. Of course, they're gonna make the system to be better for straight men, straight white men, because it's like it's your system. So of course, you want it to be best for you. Right. But they, the people, forgetting the fact that the people who made the system were biased, and it wasn't made by diverse people; it was made by one group of people. So obviously, those group of people are gonna have a better time or better experience because the system was made for them. Has it gotten better? Yeah, of course, but it's still a fucked up work system. to do. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. But a lot of people don't want to say don't don't see that because they're like because they don't see it as much as they as um because people like because people who don't experience it think it doesn't exist. It's, like people always tell me like, oh, racism doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, dude, I've been to a ridiculous amount of places. Alabama, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It does. It yeah. definitely exists. Yeah. But you don't experience it because you're a white dude. Like right. that's like me saying sexism doesn't exist. I'm a man. I've never experienced sexism. If you're a straight person. If you say homophobia doesn't exist, it doesn't to you because you've never experienced. So it's like it's just it's, it baffles me when people say that this stuff doesn't exist. I'm like, well, that's because you don't experience it. But don't don't dismiss it. Like I would never dismiss sexism because I've never experienced it. I've been a man forever. I've never had to deal with that. But like I would never dismiss it. Like that's just the stupidest thing on the planet. But sure. people can't yeah. step out of themselves and realize well, that I, other people have different. I mean, experiences. with like Black Lives Matters and stuff like that, that is. Been around, been around for more than a minute, and yeah. now it's on national level. You know, I mean, let's just come and call it what it is. It's because there's video footage. Oh yeah, right? exactly. You know, yeah, they've been doing all this ridiculous stuff to us for years. Like, they, it's been, yeah, it's been, but it's like now that everyone has an iPhone and everyone is able to take video and everyone can share Facebook, YouTube, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's blown up to this huge like thing that it's like, dude, it's worse than it's ever been. It's like, no. Not even close. <laughs> it's just now that we are can share it and we can post videos and tag and tweet and blah 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 blah. Now it's mo- now it seems like it's more, but it's in reality it's less. But it's like now we could just see it. It's still bad amount, but it's less compared to what it was ten years ago. So do you think now with more visibility that will help it be less, or do you think that it it's just going to be a continuous problem I hope, until... I would like to think that it would be, and I hope it will be, but the sad part is a lot of people... The media is... The media is so... You can Google anything to, just to... To shoot your opinion, like yeah. to suit, like if you, if you, like on paper, if you want to Google Trump and say he's the best president, he's better than all these presidents, you can Google a bunch of fake facts and be like, and just and just keep feeding you right, information right. about how great of a person he is. I mean, honestly, you can Google that stuff about Hitler. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone knows Hitler's terrible, terrible person, blah blah blah. But if you look on Google and just and just cherry pick your facts. You can make Hitler seem like he's the best person on the planet. Yeah, it's almost like having sometimes having too much information at our fingertips yeah. is not a good thing. It's like because it's because it's the because people people if people has if people have a viewpoint, they just look for stuff to further their viewpoint. Right, they're not gonna they don't want to change their opinion. Yeah, they want people to agree with them, so they just look for a bunch of people who like the people who use black people who like the few black people who are, who are against Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. They'll use those people as talking points, like oh no, but. 
but they, they but they're don't. black and they think that like yeah. and they um, but they're black but we don't want all of you black people who disagree with us to be right but this one black person right right who is on our side we're gonna we're gonna lift him up or her up and be like this is the one yeah we'll believe sure. this one but only because they believe what we believe yeah. yeah it's i mean it also goes back to what we were talking about earlier too so it's algorithms so yeah. and it's like and again it's like what's gonna sell so like if you're if you're more let's just say you're more pro Trump, right? So you're for him as a president. When you start doing like your Google searches, like eventually your browser is smart to cherry yeah. pick what your- What documents you're going right, to get. What you're going to what you're gonna look at. So it just goes back to like, it's whatever sells yeah. is what we're, and we're seeing. And unfortunately, everything's for sale in a matter of like some of these people who are spewing these- like supporting Trump and blah, blah, blah. a lot of these people they might not even believe that shit. Yeah. But they just like it's lucrative. Like to be a black Trump supporter, if you're in the in the entertainment industry, that's lucrative. Sure. Because there's not a lot of them. So they're looking for anyone. If you have a decent following, like, oh I support Trump, they're raking money like that. Cause like we can we can we can really pull a lot. Like if I was a if I was a Trump supporter, I'm a gay black man. I'm a heck gay black and I love Trump. Yeah. yeah. I'd be making a <laughs> shit ton of money. Yeah. Because yeah, like because yeah. I, I just sold out. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gay, I'm black, and I love Trump. Yeah. And I'm like, oh okay, put it on a bumper sticker, throw him on TV, get get him an interview, <laughs> have him shake Trump's hand. Like, dude, I'd be making a ridiculous amount of money right now just for selling out. Like, and there's people who who do that, and they're yeah. like, well, I, it's not, I'm not talented enough to make money from my talent, so I might as well sell out and be like, hey, yeah, Trump is great, yeah, bl- yeah, Black Lives Matter is a hoax, and all this and. Let me just read whatever you want me to read, and then sign over the check, and then yeah, and, and you know, and so. when you see that, and the, the you see that also times I'm like where there's like the the man who's got internalized homophobia who's out, yeah, but has a lot of internalized homophobia about themselves, and they're agreeing with with things that are hurtful, harmful for their yeah, yeah. You know, and it, and in, in, in whether it's the, the that black person or that gay person who's decided to cash in on that, you could just the, the depth and weight of of who they are as a person, it's just. You you feel sorry for them, or at least I do. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, like, and 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 I just like to pause for a second. Like, I have you know friends that are conservative. I have friends that are more more left, more right. And I think what we said earlier was is that we're more in the middle than a lot of us will admit. But it's just not the narrative that gets sold, yeah. sold to us. What to, what gives you like what gives you strength and inspiration now today? Oh God, nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just end it there. Oh, Today was not the day to ask that question. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next week. Um, yeah. No, I just have. I don't know. I just love what I do as far as stand up, and I love creating. I love. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably say my my other comics, just other comics in general, yeah. just like a lot of my friends that are doing big things, like our buddy Preacher, who's just got signed for a sitcom on NBC. Oh, cool. uh, my friend Mia, who bought me this dope ass shirt that I keep mentioning, her Comedy Central half hour just just came out. So just a bunch of comics who are doing dope shit. My friend Paris, who's also a gay gay comic, gay black comic, she's amazing. Her album just dropped. I can't remember what it's called. So this is doing terrible uh, for marketing, but her name is Paris Sachet. She's phenomenal, and um, just other people who are doing it and who are still who are riding out and just doing dope things, even though the war's on fire. Yeah. So I'd just say other comics probably. Cool. So ten years from now, where do you see yourself at? God, I don't know. Uh, ten years from now, where would I see what I would like to be on a TV show? Mm. Um, I always thought that would be cool. 
Uh, I, I've always wanted to be on a TV show just for the bloopers because the bloopers seem to be so much fun. Like when you watch bloopers, you're like, oh my God, they had so much <laughs> had fun. so much fun working. Yeah, yeah. Like I had bloopers from the sketch that I did on LOL Network, uh, Kevin Hart's Network. I did some sketch on there. Though, just watching those bloopers, I'm like, oh my God, that's great. So I've always yeah. wanted to be on a sitcom. I think that'd be cool. I'd like to have, an, I'd like to have some albums out. And uh, I was gonna, I was actually in the process of working on an album right now, but now obviously I can't because I can't tour, so I can't work right. on an album. Huh, what else? 10 years from now, so I'd be 40. Oh my God. You're so young. <laughs> I'm 29, but yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe I'd have a, maybe I'd be like with the, with a dude, baby. Who knows? No. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. That all sounds good. So everything comedy related, and then maybe a dude. Yeah, dude, a dude, right? A dude, yeah. You know, we'll a get a career in yeah, a dude. Yeah, right. we'll get a puppy. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, it happens. Yeah. Puppies are good. Yeah, <laughs> you could probably hear our dog in the background right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last uh, question uh, for a younger gay person who is thinking about pursuing a career in comedy. Any advice that you would give them? Get out of your comfort zone. Don't just do the gay rooms. There's so many talented comics who are stuck in the gay rooms. Because they just, they only do, they only do, like the show that you saw us on, The Gays Are Us, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a great show. But it's like, you got to realize that's the only show they give us. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as, that's the, like, as far as gay people, they give us that, they give us Rainbow Pop, they give us our nights. And it's like, in their head, they're like, well, we're booking diversity people. I'm like, what would be diverse if it was just a regular Tuesday right. and you booked a gay person? Right, right. It's not diverse to book all of us on one night. It's actually the opposite of diverse. <laughs> you literally, this is a detriment. Like you don't need it. Like they give us on that. Like for instance, they'll give us like chocolate Sunday or Morbid of Monday. Like they'll give us black nights and Spanish nights and women nights and, and gay nights. But it's like what would be actually diverse is booking us on a regular show and not calling it a gay show. Right, Just right. call it a regular comedy show. That And two of the people on the show happen to be gay or happen to be black or happen to be women or happen to be trans or whatever. But don't if you dedicate a whole night to it, it's counterproductive because you're just mm-hmm. like, they're only gonna good enough to perform on this one night when we market them as if it's some type of like event. Mm-hmm. And like those events are cool and they're fun and they pay well. I don't mind doing them. But it's like that, but it, you get pigeonholed in that you're only doing those events. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're only going to book you for gay stuff. It's it's Pride Month. We'll fill up your calendar, but then come July or whatever, or, or whatever, then it's like, well, you're back to w- working your ass off to get whatever you can get. So I would say to them is like, don't just play the gay rooms. Don't just play the black rooms. Don't just play, go do, do your stand-up everywhere mm. and tour everywhere. And that's how, and that's the only way to make, that's the only way to make money out anyway. But like, that's the only, that's how you get good is if you're playing to a room of people who don't think like you, who don't yeah. feel like the same way as you, don't have the same I, I, ideologies. And you're able to make that room of people laugh. Yeah. Then just imagine what you're going to be able to do with a room full of people who do who have the same experiences. Like if you can kill in a room from people who don't know anything about you, then if you, then you'll be able to do well in front of a room that can actually relate to you. They can relate to the stories you're telling. They grew up gay. They're blah, 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 blah. So my advice would be definitely play out of your comfort zone and, and don't, and don't just, just don't fixate on the fact that you're gay and don't just talk about being gay. That's great that you're gay, but you're also a person. Like talk mm, about yeah. everything about your life. And then if, if a lot of the stuff you talk about has to be gay, that's great, but don't, fixate or focus on that and don't pigeonhole yourself because at the end of the day, there's only, they're only going to make one super famous gay dude. Yeah. And that person doesn't exist yet, but whenever that person does exist, there's only going to be one. So it's like, don't, don't focus, don't put all your eggs on that one basket or whatever that cliche is. Cause it's like, cause if it's not you, then you're just stuck. Yeah. So just, I would say be diverse and, uh, 
and get out of your comfort zone. That would be my unsolicited advice to any gay dude. Or gay woman. Yeah, I think that that's great. I think that is a great place for us to to wrap up. And follow me on social media at Akeem <laughs> at Akeem Woods, A K E E M uh, Woods. We'll be sure to yeah, be sure yeah. to share that. You can too. see uh, the hitch sticks. Yes, and yeah. then you'll have my phone number because if you want it, it's on that video. Still, <laughs> and there's so. a lot. And, and, and that, that being said, there's a lot of other funny, great stuff that you've got on there as well too. For yeah, there's a bunch well. of videos of me coming out of a closet with a robe, and like there's a bunch of really ridiculous yeah. things. On and Akeem looks really good media. in a romper, just for those. Who I, <laughs> Do look adorable in a romper, and I'm probably going to get another one. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks Akeem, for thanks here. for being here with us. We no appreciate problem. Thank it. you guys so much for having me. It's been great. Yep. Akeem sure knows how to make us laugh. His message was a reminder to be yourself and don't be afraid to leave the comfort of what's familiar. To stay connected to Akeem, make sure you follow him on Instagram at Akeem Woods. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk Out Loud. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, rate us, and share with a friend. You can also follow us on social media at Talk Out Loud Live. If you or someone you know has an inspirational story and a member of the LGBTQIA community, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on our website at www.talkoutloudlive.com. You can also get your official Talk Out Loud gear in our online store. Thanks again for listening, and remember to be true, be you, and to talk out loud.